It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka why my pocket's so big, aka is that a baguette in your pocket or you just happy to see me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. the Komaki Tiger Dropper. A.K.A. Put some whipped cream on my elbow and lick it a little bit. <laughs> A.K.A. the nigga little master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switch of Sights. Uh, episode 183. Um, today's date is uh, October 12th, 2023. Um. Oh yeah, I, I, I for the longest so many episodes I've went without um doing a proper introduction for people that may have not um that may be new. Uh, for those that don't know, Switches Sites Podcast is a solo video game centered podcast. Uh, where your boy just talks about that. Um. So yeah. Um. Damn. It is October. We 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 in the thick of October. So many games coming out, betas and whatnot. Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, we we do. I will talk about Modern Warfare Three beta. I've been playing a little bit of that, and then the second um, beta for everybody else is going on too. We are on the cusp of uh, Spider Man Two. Hell yeah! I gotta got gotta do it. Gotta, gotta, gotta do it. <laughs> um, damn. Anything notable that's been going on out of the norm, out of ordinary? Not that I could think of. Not that I could think of. Um, so, without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Uh, da, 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 da. First topic of discussion. Hope I'm doing my. I think I am. Hideki Kamiya, for those that may not know. Um, Hideki Kamiya um, is the godfather of uh, some very uh, heavy hitter games. Um, he worked on uh, the infamous Immaculate Resident Evil 2, original Resident Evil 2. Um, I believe he had some part in Dead Rising. Um, let me let me not misrepresent him. Let me not let me not let me not uh misrepresent him. What did he, um, what did he do? Yeah. Resident Evil. Uh, I think he was technically involved in the original Resident Evil. Um, not as much, but he, he was the director of Resident, the original Resident Evil 2. Devil May Cry. He, uh, 
pretty much made the first Devil May Cry. Um, Beautiful Joe. Okami. And then when he went to Platinum, he, uh, he did, of course, the infamous Bayonetta. Bayonetta 2, Wonderful 101. Oh, did he work on Star Fox Zero? And, uh, of course, the ill-fated Scalebound, the game that, that never was. Um, that uh, was, was planned to be a Xbox exclusive, but uh, did not see the light of day. Maybe there's hope. There, there probably is no hope. Nonetheless, Hideki Kamiya, he's de- uh, departing uh, from Platinum Games. Uh, I think he technically already did. Yeah, his final day was uh, technically today. <laughs> so he has uh, left Platinum. And uh, interestingly enough, he um, just recently also started or is starting a YouTube channel. I guess to keep him busy during this, uh, this, um, intermediary period where I think he signed uh, a no clause agreement, um, or a non-compete agreement where essentially he can't just leave the company and then start developing games for somebody else. Um, so he has to wait a full year in order to, uh, start doing that. If he chose, if he so chooses, um, so that's interesting. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna probably check his YouTube channel out. See what see what see what he's saying. But he's basically saying, "Please help me. I have no job. Please." In his <laughs> in his damn, I think he had a Ferrari. I'm like, all right, man, okay. Um, so we shall see. But uh, definitely looking forward to any other any other stuff he does down the road. Um, if he does plan to ever come back to game specifically, but we shall see who knows. He might go to, uh, the, um, uh, Sakurai, uh, route and, uh, you know, start going full in on his channel. Um, you never know. Um, his channel has been pretty successful. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So more power to it. Maybe, maybe he might, uh, stop unblocking all these people, you know, who knows, who knows? How's it going, Shavar? What up, man? Um, moving on, moving on. PS5 Slim got announced. Uh, the rumors were true. We finally see the PS5 Slim in all its ill-fated glory. Um, I say ill-fated because, um, well, I think a lot of people in terms of their sentiments towards the PS5 Slim in terms of the initial reaction was that, uh, is that it? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Um, yeah, the design, it, of course, looks very similar to the original PS five. And then you got the damn, um, you got this new slit in the middle, um, which is weird, but I guess it, 
I assume the only reason for it is for the detachable disk drive. Um, I guess, but, uh, yeah. So the, uh, that's another feature of this is there is a detachable disk drive. So you could get, um, start off with the PS five slim digital. And then if you down the road, change your mind and want to get the, uh, disk drive for it, you can do just that by buying it separately. I think it's, uh, I want to say it's $50. I think it's, I believe it's $50 separate. The, oh, 80, never mind. Goodness. 80. And technically, um, if you do go that route, you technically are paying more. So, you know, yeah, I guess it's really up to you, but I mean, it really ultimately depends. Um, if you know for sure, you're definitely going to be playing discs on it and not going all digital. You can, um, you know, just go with the disc, disc drive. Um, so the, the PS five with the disc drive is four ninety nine, uh, for yeah, four ninety nine, And then the PS five digital is four fifty. But again, the illusion of illusion of cheapness kind of, well, no, actually technically it's more expensive than even the, the original PS four PS five digital because the PS five digital was only 400. So $50 price hike on, not to mention if you try, if you want to upgrade to the, with the disc drive down the road, uh, another 80 bones. So damn, that's how they get, they, that's how they get you. That's how they going to get you. My goodness, that ain't, it is what it is, I guess. But they also said that this will be replacing the current PS5. So once all the stock has um, left, uh, this will be the standard PS5. So there you go. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say it's not backwards compatible with, um, uh, in terms of uh, fate, as far as face plates are concerned, is not backwards compatible with the um, original PS5 face face plates. And uh, they pretty much showed that they showed that uh, um, as well by revealing some of the some of the uh, face plates they showed uh, like at the the previous PlayStation Direct um, PlayStation Showcase uh, where, you know, they got the the metallic, the the the, the silver the, the shiny red and the shiny blue. I forgot the, the actual terms, but you know what I mean? So they got that. They got, they got that. Um, oh, I forgot <laughs> one of the, the very other interesting aspect of the, of the slim is also the, uh, the stand. So technically the PS five slim won't come with a, come with a stand. You technically do get a stand as well. At the same time, there's this little kickstand that you can use um, if you don't choose not to get the stand. But now they're selling the stand uh, separately for twenty nine ninety nine. So, yeah, yeah, that's how they how they trying to get they man they nickel and dime into oblivion. So. Apparently it is compatible with the original PS five. So I guess there's that, but you know, 
other than that, nothing else substantial really. Um, same old, same old, um, at least on paper. Um, so, oh, I guess the other, the other notable thing is that the SSD is actually one terabyte and not like, uh, 800 gigabytes, like, uh, the release, um, uh, original PS five. So that is also another thing. So technically wouldn't the storage size be like 1.2 terabyte to compensate for the extra storage, or maybe it's just some proprietary SSD. Well, yeah, I think that's a given because that SSD for the PS five is like installed, uh, you know, directly on, on the system rather than like some, um, you know, drive they got off the shelf or something like that. So I guess that also kind of makes more sense now for it to actually have the one terabyte fully one terabyte capacity. So yeah. Um, oh yeah. The USB ports. So I think that is another notable difference. Is that the, oh yeah, I guess I, I just realized that there's like literally there's literally no front facing USB ports. I don't think it doesn't look like it does not look like it. Let's see. Oh no, there is. But I think the caveat is that it's USB C which, uh, can be problematic for a lot of people because, um, most people at least have a USB C to USB a cable, um, for various many, uh, devices, um, to connect. But now you would have to, uh, get a USB C to USB C cable to connect. At least if you want to connect directly to the front, whether it be cables, the charger controllers or whatever, but to be fair, I know they said that there is a, um, USB, a ports on the back back. I want to say two, I believe two. Are they? Yeah. Two, two USB, a ports on the back that are, uh, 10 gigabit per second. I believe that's USB 3.0. I don't think it's 3.1, but 3.0. Maybe it's 3.1. I could be wrong. So, yeah. So there you go. PS5 Slim is real. Um, personally, yeah, I, that's it's not anything substantial enough to make me bite. But, but if 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 we talking about the PS5 Pro though, hey, that's that's more that now you talking more my language. Um, which apparently that's being rumored to come out next year along with, of course, the, 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 the other rumored device we'll talk about as well, uh, later on. So there you go. PS five slim, slim, kind of slim <laughs> PS five, kind of slim. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it should have been named. PS five kind of slim. <laughs> Uh, moving on. Um, also keeping that a PlayStation train going. Choo choo. Um, Jim Ryan. 
the boss of PlayStation, technically the head of PlayStation, um, CEO of PlayStation, uh, is retiring, um, from Sony next year. So he has announced that, uh, he is departing, uh, Sony PlayStation. And I, it seems entirely, uh, as he's going into retirement, I mean, he, he probably making that money. So, you know, um, but yeah, I guess I think his reasoning from what he said was, uh, I've, I've relished the opportunity to have a job I love in very special company where great. Oh, that's, that's, that's that talk. I will leave having been, Oh, that ain't it. I know he said something along the lines that, um, he was traveling too much and never really had like time to, I assume, you know, kind of enjoy being home technically. I know that was one partial reasoning. And then he's also been with the, with Sony for a pretty long time. I want to say 30 plus years to my understanding. So understandable. I mean, Hey, he knows what to do. You know, if you want to, if you want to leave us with a bomb, he could leave us with that, that blood born. That's what he could do. Leave us with that blood born Jim Ryan. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just, just do it. Just, just, just for us, just for us. Moving on. Also keeping in relation to uh, PlayStation news, um, seems like, uh, leaker has uh, revealed some information in regards to, uh, at least for me personally, for sure. The, uh, highly anticipated, uh, last of us, um, multiplayer game. Um, but yeah, it looks like, uh, things are not looking so great for it. Uh, according to, um, a well-known reputable leaker. Um, viewer unknown, uh, basically in a Twitter post, um, in regards to the, the, the state of the last of us factions, um, from, uh, at least the initial tweet from down the bomb, um, reported Anders Howers, who, who was a principal monetization designer at Naughty Dog working on the last of us multiplayer game has left the studio after only 11 months working there. And then, uh, in a quote from Mr. Hobo, 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 I'm going to say Hobo master. Cause that's, that's funnier. We're at the point where, where you all need to accept that this game is likely canceled or put on hold for a long time until part three multiplayer or something. Do not expect it to ever come out and maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. Then, um, viewer anon, the reputable leaker, um, in a response to that, uh, I was like, it's dead Jim. So pretty much seemingly, um, I mean, that, that it feels a little bit more concrete that it might be canceled altogether. Um, either way, it's in some, 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 some hot doo-doo, some, some, some serious trouble. So it's, uh, yeah, who knows, man. But I mean, let's say hypothetically it, they, they technically scrapped 
it being a, a just a separate multiplayer thing. And if it is bundled with Last of Us Part 3, um, I'd be OK with that. I just would like another conti- I regardless. Well, however, it comes to be personally, I just would like a continuation of the Last of Us multiplayer component from the uh, Last of Us uh, original original the last of us game so we'll see we'll see yeah well it it definitely would be i guess it could also be um it could also be uh four part two as well which uh you know what you know what let's uh i guess we'll segue right into it while while we're here so in addition to that, um, it was also seemingly leaked via a LinkedIn post uh, for a naughty dog position uh, that the Last of Us Part Part Two, or I guess they're calling it the Last of Us Two remastered. Who knows? Um, I would assume the Last of Us Part Two remastered. But nonetheless, there is a job posting on LinkedIn uh, for Naughty Dog. Um, or no, actually a LinkedIn profile. Never mind. I totally miss miss uh misread that. But yeah, basically it was a uh, for a lead outsource artist. Um in terms of what his description of his job, he basically said responsible for overseeing the production of all outsourced environment art assets, weapons, and interactive props for two iconic titles. The last was part one, of course, which came out last year and the last of us two remastered. So pretty much, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty much a, a given that, uh, that is, um, going to happen somehow, some way. So <laughs> that's kind of crazy when you think about it. It's like, you think you'd have some tact, some, uh, you know, reservations like uh, this game isn't out yet. Maybe I shouldn't put this on my profile. Um, but Hey, you know, Hey, people may mis- make mistakes. People slip up. Um, I'm curious. I'm going to check. I'm going to check the check his link. Did he, did he change it? <laughs> yeah, he has changed since then. He has, uh, he has changed it. So good on him. Well, probably, probably Naughty Dog went bright, breathed down his neck. He's like, Hey man, I'm going to, you know, you're going to have to change that right now. So yeah, I was going to say, maybe it's like some very like, no, nah, Naughty, that's that, that doesn't seems like, doesn't seem like Naughty Dog style to like, just try to do these discreet like leaks, then get people talking because they are more interested because they're not supposed to know type deal. Uh, we got to make a term for that. Um, I'm gonna have to think of a term for that because that's, that's come up too often, but nonetheless, yeah, last of us two remastered. So I think the issue many people have with this is that it, um, how would I say it? That is that it, uh, is what, yeah, too soon since literally the last of us, um, the last of us part two came out. 2020, 2020 or 2021, I think. Let me see. 
Yeah, 2020, June 19th, 2020. So, uh, yeah, that, um, yeah, it's very soon. But then again, uh, let's compare that to The Last of Us um, Remastered. I think that came out literally a year after the original PS3 release with the PS4. So, I mean, when you compare it there, cause well, yeah, when was the last PS3 release date? So yeah, that came out, oh, yeah, 2013. So yeah, the original last of us came out 2013 on PS3. Then, uh, on the cusp of the PS four coming out, they dropped the last of us remastered. So if that's the case, um, that's, that's okay. Also, if also, if they, um, make it cheaper somehow in terms of like, make it, you know, cheap for people who already own the original game. Um, the original last of us part two or, uh, well, yeah, that's probably the best thing to ask for. Um, considering that they did implement some PS five upgrades or, um, unlock the frame rate or something like that for, for the, for backwards compatibility for playing that on the PS five as well as, uh, you know, maybe uh, obviously adding haptic feedback and stuff, which they didn't, weren't able to, but you know, with this remastered, of course they can go crazy with a lot of that stuff, but hard to say, hard to say, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think people have issue with it that it was, it's so soon, but I also take into consideration the fact that they're probably, um, um, putting this along with the, uh, second season of the HBO show of the same name in nature, the last of us. So I think they're definitely doing that as well to capitalize off of the, um, the TV show. So I assume this is, they're going to have last of us two remastered uh, conveniently, uh, released around at least a, a fairly close window with the, um, with the TV show's second season. So when you, when you put all that into perspective, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. I'm just curious of what is going to be improved and changed. Um, so we know like they improve the fr- frame rate and probably make some graphical changes. Maybe they, they probably could be implementing a lot of the changes they made to the last of us part one to this too. So who knows? Only time will tell only time will tell. Moving on. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I mean that it just it, it just needed that regardless. It just 
And you you just say that it just that needs <laughs> that needs to come with it. That needs to come with it. Um, yeah. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, um, a very uh, highly debatable topic, uh, came to fruition as a uh, Square um, Square Enix, or I guess presumably the people behind Final Fantasy's uh, Twitter account for officially uh, Final Fantasy seven. They uh, revealed or within in a tweet, they um, confirmed the details of a certain character uh, of Final Fantasy seven fame, which is um, Kate Sith, which uh, has been confirmed to be the official uh, pronunciation of Kate Sith <laughs> technically. I always say cat I personally always say said cat Sith. Um, but technically according to Square, uh the developers of the game, it is Kate Sith. So there's also been people who thought it was pronounced Ketchi, which I think those are more of the Japanese um, side of, uh, of fans that like pronounced it like that. I think there was some deep lore technique. Well, quote unquote lore to it, um, as well that led people to believe that that is how you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, with this now being confirmed, <laughs> surprisingly, a lot of people were in an uproar about it. I think more so because it wasn't what they grew up with who like damn near 30 years of, you know, having it be announced a certain way, but it, that being no longer. And now, you know, people being upset, like, Hey, I, I always said it cats, but it's Kate. Sith. What, what is this? Um, I'm mad. I'm, I hate everything. Damn you, Square Enix. I don't. <laughs> that's that's the only that's the only thing I can compile for that. But um, so yeah, just it was very interesting. You know, uh, kind of similar, I guess. Uh, as <laughs> surprisingly, somebody who's never played FF10, but uh, Titus versus Titus. You know, I don't know. It's like, hey, say just say how you want to say it. Uh, you know, because like for me. This is not going to change me from saying cat Sith personally. Maybe if I want to be more politically correct, if I'm, if I'm uh near a uh, Tetsuya Nomura or whatever, maybe I'd say Kate, Kate Sith, but I'd be like, Hey, Tetsuya Nomura, I love you so much. Kate Sith. No. Uh, otherwise I would just cat Sith, cat Sith. I'm just saying, but, uh, just very fascinating in terms of just like, you know, well, obviously this game is great. The series is great. That's understandable. People are very invested emotionally as well as, you know, growing up uh, in terms of the nostalgic fact factor. So I guess in a way it could be something like, you know, seeing your like growing up with a person and like the whole time, <laughs> the whole time they were a cake or something. <laughs> um, so I guess I can kind of see that, like, you know, you were adopted, you were adopted, you know, what, what I, this whole time it's, 
Oh, I thought it was cats, but it's cats. What? My nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> I find it very funny though. So, nonetheless, had to bring it up. It was just a very interesting, interesting discussion, and you know, just 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 something technically very minute in the grand scheme of things. Of course, that like has just brought such an like immense uproar. I just find that very, very, very interesting to say the less to say the least. Um, yeah, moving on. Tekken eight, um, the gift that, that seem seemingly keeps on giving. There is apparently a beta on the way, um, uh, uh, closed beta. Hopefully, hopefully the, if the, if the Tekken gods, uh, look, look, uh, you know, um, pleasantly upon me, um, in my favor, hopefully I, I get in, uh, I need, I need to, I need to put my Brian Fury and Fang Wayne and, and, um, Leroy Smith in the life, but, but that's another, that's another story. <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, a leaker, uh, presumably uh moon salt slayer on Twitter, uh, grabbed some screenshots of Tekken. I I'm not sure how he did, but he did, um, shows what at least is assumed to be some type of form of Tekken force. Um, for Tekken eight, uh, for those that don't know Tekken force, at least starting with Tekken three was a, like, uh, essentially a beat em up mode, uh, within Tekken where basically you select any of the current roster, uh, any of the roster from Tekken three and basically you side scroll. It was kind of clunky. It was like they were trying to, they were literally putting like the character from a 3d engine into a 2d plane. And it, it was a little wonky, but I mean, I, I definitely appreciated it for just, you know, as a fan of beat em ups, just, um, putting a beat em up mode in a fighting game, which, uh, personally I, I, I did, I still thoroughly enjoyed, I remember. So, uh, yeah, so, so that was the first one. I, I'm trying to remember what other, like, games it was technically in. I remember it was technically in Tekken six. Uh, oh, I guess it did re was in Tekken four. Yeah, that, that is right. It was in Tekken four as well. So yeah, it was in Tekken three, four, and then, uh, s yeah, six, I'm pretty sure it was six. I, I thought it was like some pre-designated mode, um, like similar to Tekken fives, like the, the devil within where you, it was basically a beat em up where you solely play as Jin Kazama. Um, but I think it was like, I think for Tekken six, it was like a, a story mode that like had a, the Tekken force beat em up engine. And, um, yeah, it had the Tekken Force beat up engine. Uh, but then I think alternatively you could also play. Oh, I guess they called it scenario campaign. Interesting. 
Was it? I remember you could play like I thought you could play anybody, but I don't think that's the case. I think there was bosses that were the other characters. But yeah, I think the main character you played as Lars and then Alyssa Boskanovich would be like your backup. Uh, maybe you potentially could be be able to play co-op, I think. Possibly. But nonetheless, that 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 is that uh is the history of Tekken Force. Um, but yeah, so with the screenshots of this, they look very interesting in uh regards to they look very uh akin to like uh Dynasty Wars or Musu games, you know, where basically there's like a ridiculous amount of enemies on screen and you basically um are like this powered up God beating the, beating the shit out of everybody. But yeah. So basically now it looks like a Musu game, which I mean is technically still a beat em up. Um, so I'm not mad at it. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I guess yeah, the biggest question is, is if this will still would still be called Tekken Force because it technically does deviate pretty far away from what, you know, Tekken Force is known to be. Um, so that is the biggest question. But at, at the very least, it seems like we'll at least have a beat em up. Some people did say that it might be a story mode component to the game where maybe this is just like a dedicated random segment um, to kind of break up the monotony of like, you know, the traditional like let's have a cutscene and fight and progress the story type deal. So I could see it going multiple ways, but I guess just the fact that it shows like he has a health bar, at least in this case is Lars and Alyssa technically again. Um, it shows he has a health bar and his heat meter. And then it do, do, does show like some of the like story mode combos and stuff like that um, to kind of help in that way. But it also has like a hit chain. So like it has a combo hit chain, which is interesting. So it could go, I feel like it could go multiple ways, but I, I think it, it definitely, I'm leaning more towards at least it's a Tekken force or at least is a beat em up mode for sure, for sure. More than like, and you do see in one of the screenshots, you do see Jack. Well, I guess that they could easily make Jack, a, a you know, uh, um, a standard enemy to fight since, you know, he is a uh, one of many. So, who knows, man? Yeah, I guess we'll find out sooner or later. Harada will eventually, ah, uh, don't ask me for shit. And here you go. Taking, taking something. But yes, uh, also, this is a PSA um, with this, you know, story in of itself. Um, bring back beat em up modes for fighting games. It, it makes sense. It just makes sense. Fighting games and beat em up games. I feel like they go hand in hand in a lot of ways. Um, in terms of like, especially a lot of the recent fighting uh, beat em ups nowadays, having a lot of in depth, more in depth combos than ever on the same 
kind of vein as um, fighting games as well. And also there being a lot of technicality to it um, in addition to it. So, you know, give us give us the beat em ups, put the beat em ups with the fighting games, put in the next Shaolin monks in Mortal Kombat one, maybe DLC. That'd be dope. That would be dope. One a man can dream. Um, Street Fighter, they were kind of messing, dabbling in it with, uh, you know, Street Fighter Six's World Tour mode. They they gave you some little little taste, little little tidbits like, hey, you're on a train right now, similar to Final Fight, uh, fighting, you know, on the same plane like 2D. You know, uh, do you want it? Do you, are you? Yeah, you may, you might want it. I don't. Do you want it? Like, come on. So. That is that is my uh, wishful, wishful thinking. Um, yeah, man. Beat em ups in fighting games. Beat em up modes in fighting games. Normalize. Let me do it. Normalize beat em ups in fighting games. Thank you. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Um, Nintendo switch rumors. Uh, the train keeps going. Got a couple more rumors, of course, grain of salt, but, um, from a reputable, uh, reputable leaker. Um, so this was the same person, um, the past few months, uh, the snitch that, uh, provided, details of the rise of Ronin, which was the Ninja Turtles game, um, on, uh, the discord channel, his discord channel, uh, reveals some, some deets, uh, specifically the switch Two has an intended release date of September, 2024. Uh, however, there's also a placeholder for early November. The internal name is NG. However, we don't know about the final name. There are two intended models, one being a standard uh, for 449 with a digital option for only 400. That's all I have for now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's that that seems likely in general. That's been where the direction we have been going as well. So um, also time and wise does make sense. Um, it's the switch itself is, is, is getting old. The, the, the games are not really, really, uh, you know, getting there like they are, you know, at least multiple multi-platform, at least I'll, I'll give Nintendo that. But, uh, yeah, if Mortal Mortal Kombat one was any indication, Ooh, yeah, switches, switch need a little, need some more power. So, um, yeah, so I think what what is also interesting is the 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 digital and physical disparity. We don't know the the media that it has on top of that. So I think at least it this definitely confirms that there will be physical media for it. Which you know, I mean, you you're kind of antsy. I feel like every generation is like, is there is there going to be a is there physical media with it or not? Um, I think it'll eventually, they'll eventually force us, but at least for the time being, 
hey, physical forever. Physical forever. So this may lead more credence to that. It might be, we might get backwards compatibility. So at least that, that doesn't fully rule out backwards compatibility, which is also pretty good. So who knows, man? Who knows? Um, that seems like a reasonable price. All things considered. Uh, well, <laughs> consider we don't have much to consider yet. Well, going by the previous rumors that the, the power of this thing is like somewhat of a PS4. Um, I believe. Which, I mean, you can get, you could, you could squeeze some stuff out there with, with a PS4, I guess, you know, um, still not, not, uh, up to date, of course, but that's always been, been Nintendo's cadence anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah, that, that seems pretty likely. Uh, I, I was on the line of that. It would at least be an, um, released kind of similar to the, to the original Nintendo switch, like April or, um, April, March, I guess it originally reached released March of 2017, but holiday season, that does make more sense. Um, then it's probably going to be competing. Well, quote unquote competing with the PS five, uh, pro. If that is becomes the, comes to be a legit, um, which I believe some recent rumors came out that that is, seems to be a case. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. I just want to see it. I, I just want to get just something to start wrapping my head around this thing. Like what are they still gonna, is it still going to be a hybrid where you can play it portably and dock it? Um, is like one going to be solely, uh, a home console one is going to be like portable and also technically, um, a home console. Who knows it? Will it be like two screens and in, in, as a, in a similar setup? I just don't know. I just don't know. I am. I am. The curiosity is, is, is killing me. Moving on. John Riccatello, uh, stepping down from unity. Um, John Riccatello, who, uh, was the CEO and very likely the person that, that, uh, was the, um, proponent for the very controversial, uh, unity, um, odd charging of, uh, use of, of the development software. Um, (laughs) so life comes at you fast. <laughs> so yeah, he, he is stepping down, um, from unity and, um, yeah. So there you go. I mean, it makes sense also to try to rally all of the, all of the developers that use unity who all were pretty much jumping ship. He's like, no, I don't like that. So best way to try and, and try to mitigate that is definitely to take out the head of the company or he probably went, went out voluntarily, but you know, got a pretty, pretty good, like, you know, um, goodbye package to, uh, amongst stocks and all the random other stuff. So, <sighs> 
you love to see it at the same time though, in terms of, you know, um, those were not very smart decisions to try to nickel and dime just various in- installs and just the very confusing communication of it all. And yeah, yeah, not a good look either way. So good riddance, good riddance, good riddance, sir. Moving on. Um, Best Buy um, is said to stop selling physical media after the first quarter of 2024. That includes CDs, DVDs, and 4K, 4K Blu-rays, I believe. Yep. Um, via digitalbits.com. Um, damn. So at least the, the bigger question for me is like, what's gonna like, who's going to be like the forefront now, I guess, technically Amazon, I guess technically Amazon will still carry physical media and you just order it that way. And if that's the case, that's fine. Um, and both in store and online, which is, um, crazy too. So it feels like this is kind of partially like the beginning of the end in a way it feels like for sure, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, remedy, not making a physical version of Alan Wake to, you know, various other, that was only notable one, um, to, to this. Yeah. Like. Brick and mortar stores no longer carrying physical, physical media. And then, uh, on top of that, uh, limited runs, um, John Fairhurst, uh, said, I would expect to see this trend continue in 2024. He's heard, he's heard rumblings of that. Walmart is dropping physical, uh, Xbox games soon and, uh, have to imagine further cuts to physical gaming sections will be made as we get deeper in, into next year. So, yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, John, he's the CEO of limited run games who is like basically at least to how I like to see it is like a third, third party publisher that doesn't even fully make sense, but basically they publish the games that, uh, other people don't or won't, uh, including collector's editions and stuff like that, which is, um, I've thoroughly been enjoying a lot of their, their, uh, the um, physical games they've published. So, um, yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of, kind of hard to wrap my head around it. That like, you know, physical is dying, you know, as somebody who's, who, who is definitely a big proponent for physical. Um, it's crazy. Uh, but Hey, what can you do? At least uh, I'm going to support physical as long as I can. And, you know, it'll probably get to a point where I, I literally would have no choice. But uh, it is what it is, I guess. It is what it is. But, yeah, hopefully limited run games and a lot of uh like strictly limited and a lot of the various um, publishing companies hopefully may be able to pick up uh, a fair amount of that slack and um, be able to, you know, keep the physical, 
physical <laughs> dream going. Uh, at least my bigger concern is like, yeah, just like now I feel like I gotta start getting movies now that I, uh, you know, I've been kind of holding off on. I need to get some of my favorite movies. Uh, cause I mean, most people would agree physical, um, physical definitely well outside of games gives you better quality um specifically like blu-ray dvds mostly 4k and uh 4k and blu-ray give you a better quality overall than like streaming services and stuff like that so this might be a proponent um but then again best buy is probably obviously going to do like some liquidation type type sale or have like man I can get I can get Friday for two bucks. All right. Um, so at the same time, at least can capitalize in that respect as well. You know. Yeah. Damn. It's weird. It's kind of sad. It's, it's, it's sad the more I think about it. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Physical, physical is going away. It's going away, man. Uh, on that sad note, <laughs> that concludes, uh, the news for this week, this episode, get into what I've been playing first and foremost, uh, El Paso elsewhere, uh, man. So, uh, for those that don't know, this game is, um, an indie game. Um, I feel like, I feel like saying that is not is, is a uh, kind of an injustice because I feel like it's not necessarily indicative of the quality, but I'd say more so for it's a more limited team than like traditional AAA. That's at least the intent I mean by it that like, you know, um, they don't have the, the same backing that, um, you know, AAA companies like, you know, your Capcoms and your, your Platinums and your EAs or whatever. So, but nonetheless, El Paso elsewhere, basically, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make it very basic. Basically, you're this black guy that, um, apparently I think there, this is a, this is the second game. Um, so I think there is continuity. I'm not familiar with the first game, at least from what I looked on steam, that it's like a first person shooter, but at least with this game, it is a third person shooter. Uh, basically like a love letter to Max Payne in a lot of ways. Um, basically Max Payne with a supernatural twist is the best way to describe it. Um, so you're this black guy just, just being melan melancholic about stuff. Um, pretty much, you know, speaking to himself, narrating of himself in the same manner as Max Payne. Um, <laughs> I've not really done a Max Payne impression yet. <laughs> It's cracking me, I think. Um, fuck. Damn it. I was, uh, sipping some coffee the other day. It was good. Uh, it was roasty. Roasty like, like, uh, like the chicken you put on the fire of a grill. You put some, put some barbecue on it. Yummy. Mm. Don't, don't give me, don't give me some mac and cheese as well. Ooh, don't don't let the don't let the yams and the mac touch. Ooh, um, <laughs> I went from I went from Max Payne to like a 
I went from Max Payne to a fat guy at the same time. And then, man, oh, that's funny. Uh, but you get the point. Basically, um, he's a like a, a depressed, a depressed person going through it and basically conveying his emotions and a lot of uh, analogies and, and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, um, basically is, is the, is, uh, the max plane, max plane, max Payne uh, kind of premise, which I love. I am a huge fan of max Payne. It's something cathartic about it in a way, like, you know, just being in this very dreary, depressing type vibe that I don't know for me personally, it just something resonates about it that like, I just connect to and like, just, I, I, I just feel engulfed. I feel like I feel feels just things. Everything is so amplified and like, and then the comic book panels, which aren't in, in this game, but it essentially has that aspect. So basically the plot is that you're going, um, down in the depths of, this uh underworld technically and you're trying to find some answers to a girl you dated and you're trying to um basically get answers without spoiling the story um but you know with that being said pretty much max pain otherwise in terms of gameplay you got the slow-mo shoot dodge you got the manual bullet time toggling um, you got your various similar weapons to Max Payne, your shotguns, your dual, dual, dual handguns. You got your, um, you know, you got your Molotovs, your throwables, you got your explosives, um, pretty much Max Payne in a lot of ways, but it does have some unique stuff where it's, uh, pretty much your, you know, shooting a lot of supernatural enemies. And, um, they are, um, interesting and, you know, you got a lot of various supernatural related enemies and, you know, uh, I think they do a good job of, you know, keeping the gameplay interesting in that respect where you got, you know, certain enemies have their various, like, um, various, uh, nuances in terms of, you know, defeating them. You got this one of the most annoying is this damn witch that, uh, teleports all around you, um, that, you know, can be, can be a pain to, uh, take down, but thanks to bullet time, uh, makes that a little bit easier, you know? So yeah, uh, I did beat it. I think it was like roughly under, uh, 10 hours, at least, uh, when I, when I beat it, um, I played it on steam. I think it's also available on Xbox. I thought it was on game pass. I was kind of pissed. Cause like I bought it and I was like, Oh, if it's on game pass, but apparently you, you have to pay for it. It's not on game pass. I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually put it on there, but, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. El Paso elsewhere. Um, I dig it. I dig it a lot. I, I dug it a lot. Dug it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like after I, I, I beat it, I, um, felt a little bit lesser of it, but the more I, I, uh, after some time has passed and I thought about it, I feel like I'm liking it more, which is a very interesting kind of way to feel about a game, which it's not too many games where I feel like that. Normally it's like, I've felt, felt it and like, I'm good, but this one 
like this one's kind of creeping up on me to the point where I want to kind of maybe play it again, which that that's a big sign actually if I if I ever do. So El Paso elsewhere, I recommend. I do recommend it. I recommend it. I really do. Um, what else did I play? Also played um, Persona Four Golden. The Persona, the Persona bug got me again. I felt I just was feeling in the mood for some 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 dope hip hop hip hop music while I'm a a, a white teen <laughs> a white Japanese teenager going through school and you know doing stuff with my personas you know um trying to find friends to fight fight this battle that I'm fighting you know with the angst and whatnot but yes persona 4 golden I put maybe like uh 20 to, uh it's it, it was like some time where I was just very idle for long periods of time. I'm gonna say like maybe like 12 15 hours I want to say I put into it so far. But um I'm interested from what I played so far. Um obviously for for a game like Persona 12 15 hours is is nothing really. Uh <laughs> you just scratching the surface at that point, but um, I did hit a wall that did stop me from playing. Uh, basically I got to the first boss of the game and pretty much I, I'm not prepared. I know I was looking at some guides, uh, along the way to kind of make things more efficient going through a persona game. And I technically, I think I need to do some more grinding, which grinding that that is also one factor that that's been turning me off on it to kind of be be more likely to succeed but then on the other end since i'm trying to follow this guide on a strict schedule which i think is also partially my downfall which i should not do um and not solely just <laughs> kind of go by that alone um I don't want, I, I need some items that I can seemingly only get from going back to the real world. But if you go back to the real world, you technically kind of waste some, waste some time doing that. Um, which has been the dilemma cause I don't want to, but then like, I was like, let me try to just really just min max this boss basically and try to do the best I can. But like, I need, I need a lot more potions and a lot more, um, soul drops or basically SB increasing items to even stand a chance. It feels like, so I just got to a point where uh, then my video cut out, which I think that's like might be on my TV. I just gave up. I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. The, 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 the persona scratch has been itched at that point. So who knows? I might come back to it. I I'm pretty sure I definitely will come back to it at some point. A matter of when, I don't know, uh, especially with like the onslaught of games coming out <laughs> within the next, these next two months, basically. So, um, Counter-Strike 2, not sure if I talked to, yeah, I think it's my first time talking about it 
Um, yeah, I think it dropped uh, pretty much after my last episode. But yeah, Counter-Strike 2 finally out. Uh, I played it a little bit, played maybe about six, seven hours. I've not played it in a hot minute since then, but um, as somebody who's a, a pretty decent fan of Counter-Strike, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I'm not the demographic to be that critical about it because I think it's a lot of people that, that have been playing that game like religiously and more than I have that um that are more kind of um, hip to like the very distinct differences from this compared to CSGO. Um, and that's another factor to consider is that pretty much this game has replaced CSGO. So people can't like, you know, uh, I don't like this. I'm gonna go to CSGO that that's not an option. Literally this game, uh, is, is fully replaced CSGO. It's like, it was a substantial update to CSGO. So it is now counter-strike two, um, which, you know, give or take, uh, there are, there are some missing modes. I mean, I was a fan of, uh, I like gun game a lot, which that is not in. I'm, I'm sure we'll come back at some point. Um, team deathmatch is okay. I feel like it's, it's, um, well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I think I just want some more maps, but then I think that comes down to the touch screen, um, not touch screen, but the, um, the custom game browser, which I think that's not fully working at the moment. I think at least from what I tried to test it. So it's definitely a lot of issues, but it seems like they're periodically making updates that at least for what I see in steam and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, at least gameplay wise, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Um, uh, yeah, I think just in terms of the differences, uh, for somebody like me, who's, who I would consider casual playing this, I don't really know as much of the difference. I think the biggest toting, like drastic difference is the, um, the smoke dynamics where it's like smoke is more realistic and it molds to, to environments and stuff like that. But outside of that, I mean, it's counter-strike, you know, it's counter-strike you, you striking them counters, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, counter-strike two is back. Counter-strike is back, baby. Um, but yeah, I definitely plan to play a little bit more at some point. So, uh, keeping, uh, the damn, uh, modern war going, you know, uh, we got counter-strike, not counter-strike. I just said that. Um, Modern Warfare three, uh, beta, which, uh, played the PlayStation, uh, exclusive PlayStation beta this past weekend. And, um, yeah, the more I think I've not really had some time to really fully think about my thoughts. Um, yeah, I think for sure it, this feels definitely better than modern warfare two in a lot of ways. It's a, then it's some stuff I, I do wish was still, you know, um, from modern warfare two that I feel like MW2 maybe is doing slightly better, but as a whole, I think I do thoroughly enjoy modern warfare three more. Cause man, 
the damn time perks just to not have that and actually have all your perks is actually good. They call it something else or give it some type of different terminology, but it's basically essentially, um, essentially, um, uh, perks like it's equipment now where basically gloves have a different property. Boots have a different property. Your vests have a different property, but basically perks. Um, but yes, no, uh, delayed, delayed activation and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, that is a good aspect. Um, I think some of them, there is some movement, uh, um, adjustments. So I think you can now slide cancel, which I, something I've never done, but you know, the, uh, <laughs> the hardcore call of duty. <laughs> Slide, <laughs> slide, three sixty headshot. Um, <laughs> that would be such a weird person who blew, who breathes, who breathes while playing the damn game. Well, you know, unconventionally breathes while playing the damn game. Um, the the maps, the the maps who pretty much all of the maps coming back are from the original uh, Modern Warfare Two. Um, the more I think about it and, you know, have played, the more I think I don't, I, I'm concerned I might get tired of the, the maps because I played them before, but there are a fair amount of maps that I've not seen since the modern, modern warfare, the original modern warfare two's release. So it's a, it's a dilemma. I'm thinking about, but I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm uh, I'm still going to be playing and getting this, but that is just something I, I, I do think about. Um, yeah, something about favela that I'm not really a fan of in this game compared to MW2. I remember liking favela way more than I do in this, but I think that's just some of the changes, uh, modern changes to this game compared to 20, uh, um, original MW2. So that was the one I wasn't really feeling too much in terms of when it came to voting. I was like, oh, let's do uh let's do Skid Row. Skid Row I liked a lot. Um I feel like I thoroughly enjoyed Skid Row a lot more. Um uh, well about the same compared to two. But maybe um I don't know. Maybe I think it's just the lighting, the overall aesthetic design I think was maybe annoying. I I think also I forgot some of the big glaring issues, which I believe they already patched with this upcoming, this upcoming weekend, um, uh, beta, um, is the, uh, being able to identify your friends or <laughs> differentiate your, your, uh, teammates from the enemies, which was a huge issue in this beta this past weekend where like I, there has been so many times I've been shooting my teammates thinking they're the enemy and vice versa thinking, thinking, uh, the enemy are my teammates, but they're the enemy. And I get shot. It, it, it was to a point where I, I got, I was getting fairly frustrated, but, um, you know, yeah, there, there was that. What was the other issue I had? Um, damn it. Yeah. It was the enemy not, not being contrast contrasted enough. 
it was some other issue I had with the beta that just wasn't. Oh yeah, time to kill. The time to kill I feel is like was a little too long for my my liking. I know long time to kills have been in previous Call of Duties, but um, I don't know for MW two especially. Also coming off of MW uh, MW three, also coming off of MW two. It, it it just felt a little too long. I think if they knocked some things down a little incrementally, I think um, it would be a sweet spot. But I feel like my rifles, uh, especially at least the rifles, I guess I can't really attest to any of the other weapons. I've not I've really just been only using my um, assault rifles so far. It felt like they were it felt too long to actually kill people and people were actually able to get away because of that, which I mean, at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm used to longer time to kills like Halo, for example, Halo Infinite, um, among the other previous Halos, I'm totally used to long time, time to kills and, and, you know, um, uh, games can be fun with that. But for Call of Duty specifically, I think is, uh, where it is, uh, more, uh, just doesn't feel right. Like, I feel like if I have the advantage and I see you first, I technically should win. I mean, there's some rare instances where, you know, the other person can get a, get an upper hand, but more often than not, whoever sees person first, they die. But, uh, in this, I don't feel like it's necessarily the case. Yeah. And I think that also technically made sniper rifles way more lethal because like you can still get a single headshot one hit compared to me trying to get like five, six hits in. It feels like, um, so I don't, I don't know, man. So yeah, hopefully I hope they do tweak it to some extent. Um, I know I'm not the only one. There's been uh, other people who, who have an issue with the long TTK. So we'll see what happens. Otherwise, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I've, I've been having a good time. Uh, yeah. Uh, praise, praise, praise. <laughs> praise the voting system. <laughs> praise, praise the voting system for finally coming back. Praise. Thank goodness the voting system is back. Um, yeah, so voting system is back. Pretty much the voting system you know and love. Uh, you get two two maps. Which one do you want? Want to play on? You vote for it. Bam. Um, so that's that should be a mainstay, I think, because man, <laughs> I was at my lap, my wits end playing Sienna border crossing for the fifth time. I felt like I was getting trolled at that point, but I digress. Um, yeah, there's also this new tech tactical stance, which is weird. I, it doesn't feel like beneficial at all. Um, from what I played, um, it basically it's a stance where you cock your gun to the side, like a gangsta, I guess. Um, and you shoot, but it just feels like a, it feels like a concentrated hip fire, but it, I don't really notice the benefits. 
Um, at least from what I looked online and some of the, some, um, some call call of duty creators, apparently there's some tech people are finding with the tech stance where you like, if you get out of it, like you, you go in, go in and get out of it. You can, um, you do get some benefits specifically for shotguns. Um, so maybe that's the intended case, but it just seems like an odd addition, um, that doesn't really have any, like seemingly like tangible benefits to use otherwise. Um, I tried messing with it, but I guess it, yeah, I guess it really depends on your use case. I think it's maybe like if you do have a shotgun, it's beneficial there, but otherwise it's kind of up in the air. So reload canceling is back. Shouts out. Shouts out. Shouts out to reload cancel. Mm. Love me some canceling my reloads. So. Reload canceling is back. Unless you have the, um, I think they call it the commando perk where, you know, you get to run and reload at the same time. You don't get the benefit of uh, reload canceling there specifically, but very specific use case. But yes, you can reload cancel. <laughs> it's, it's gotten funny to the point where like uh, Modern Warfare 2 has just just fucked up my muscle memory to the point where I um, to the point where like I, I <laughs> I'm just have gotten accustomed to not being able to reload cancel where I'm like. I'm reloading. And I'm like, Oh, and a dude is coming to at me while I'm reloading and like, Oh, I, I can't shoot back. And then I just die when I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. This is MW3. <laughs> MW3. I can shoot back. And, uh, I think with time I, it'll, it'll, it'll come back in no time, but thank goodness. Um, was not a fan of stage reloads from MW2 as well. So, but yeah, overall I, I thoroughly am enjoying it. Um, you know, obviously it's a beta. They're working the kinks out before the final release. So of course, giving them, uh, you know, um, some grace, um, you know, until, until that, until that coveted final release where we get all the maps and get to play everything. And, you know, so MW3, man, it might be back. Uh, I know that's at least from what a lot of, uh, you know, hardcore, Call of Duty fans are saying it might, it seems to be back, but, uh, yeah, considering all the maps were pretty great from the original MW2 and at least going by the gameplay so far, it seems like everything is pretty solid. Yeah. This might be this, this, this might, I don't know if it'll be better than MW in 2019 personally, but time will tell time will tell time will tell. Um, that's all I've been playing. Get into what I've been watching real quick. Bruh, Gen V, Gen V man. For those that don't know, Gen V is a spinoff of, uh, the boys where basically it's, um, it takes place at this, uh, college for kind of like a, it seems like a spin on uh, Professor Xavier's uh, School of the Talented from X-Men. Um, I think that's the name. I probably maybe mispronounced what it actually is, but you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, basically, um, 
the boys college edition uh, in, in the boys universe. So there is some continuity. This technically takes place between the boys season three and the upcoming four, I believe. So, um, but there, there's also some, um, for certain characters, there is a few flashbacks, um, uh, as well, but, um, yeah, it clearly acknowledges the, the, the established plot of the boys, uh, while, you know, also kind of mending its own little road, uh, also. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it has a lot of the, the, without spoiling anything, a lot of the very, Oh, Oh, I was not expecting that. Oh, Oh shit. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, uh, some raunchy stuff, you know, again, still in line with the boys. Uh, got some gory stuff still in line with the boys. Um, so I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I think, uh, damn. Yeah. They premiered the first three episodes. Uh, and then I pretty sure, yeah, I caught the fourth episode. I think the fifth episode just dropped today. I want to say, which I've, I've not watched yet, but I definitely plan to. Um, but yeah, man, the boys Gen V. Um, so yeah, the plot is basically you're this girl. It, well, at least who seems to be the main character. You're this girl. I forgot her name. I forgot her name. Basically this black girl, uh, with dreads, uh, she has the power to control blood and, uh, pretty much she got into this college, um, to, you know, try to make a name for herself and, uh, various other things. Again, try not to spoil the plot. Um, and then, yeah, some antics ensue in terms of various other characters she meets on a campus and, you know, very much the boys fashion in a lot of ways. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I do recommend it. If you are a fan of the boys, if you like your Marvel satire, satirical, um, content, um, I, I do recommend it. The boys Gen V it's pretty good. Dig it. Loki season two. I have uh, only watched the first episode. I know the second episode dropped, I think yesterday, technically. I have not gotten a chance to watch it, but first episode, pretty interesting premise. Um, Picks up where season two left off, um, where it is, uh, yeah, a again, without giving too much of the story, it is a, um, hmm, I want to say it. Yeah, it's a post- post Kang world where, um, you know, you, you're having issues with, uh, what, what, uh, Kang has done. And now there's an element where, uh, time, uh, some type of time disease, uh, that, that is, has come to come to attention, come to fruition for him that he's trying to manage and figure out Loki himself. So he basically is in a situation where, He's come to a, a, um, a, a timeline, I guess, I guess that's yet to be known really, but a timeline where they don't know Loki pretty much. They don't, they is before they ever met, uh, and by the other person, um, what's his name? Sean Penn, uh, Mobius, Mobius, uh, at least the character, 
um, where they don't pretty much all the characters he interacted with the first season, they don't know who he is. Uh, but then eventually it goes to a point where they show he teleports and he's able to teleport somehow, but people aren't really sure why or how. And then, you know, just things get figured out or whatnot. That's at least the, without spoiling too much, that is pretty much the basic premise. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Loki is, and Loki is boy, especially after a hidden invasion, Loki, man, Loki, Loki, <laughs> Loki got, got, got Marvel on the, on a, on a back. It feels like, so loved, uh, there was a feature of, uh, Kihui Kwan who, uh, you may know from, um, everything everywhere all at once, who was like the husband of, um, damn it. I forgot her character, the main character essentially. So it was, I thought it pretty dope to him to get work, uh, especially after that, considering his history and like, you know, he's like, ah, I'm done with the industry and then uh, managed to find his way back and everybody loved him. Um, you love to see it, man. You love the, you love to see it. Shouts out to Kihui Kwan. That's right. Shouts out to him. Happy for him. Um, but yeah, thoroughly enjoying Loki. Uh, yeah, I forgot the teaser at the end. Boy, that's, that's interesting. I'm curious to see where that goes. Very curious. Um, but yeah, Loki, Loki, Loki. Um, with that being said, I think that will do it for episode 183 of, uh, switch of sites. If you did like this podcast, uh, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your various podcasting platforms. Um, you can catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash they switch. You can also catch the archives on, uh, my YouTube channel, YouTube slash a switch. Um, yeah. Until next time y'all, um, feel free to fuck. Get your damn game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.